He's far, far away today, but we uh, have the technology. Well, we hope we do. Dave Wilson, good morning. How are you? I'm great. It's good to be here. How exciting to be in New York. Yeah, I've been having a good time. I'm here on a sabbatical um, hosted by New York University um, and sponsored by where I work, Victoria University of Wellington. And I've been, you know, working on a few projects, connecting with people and hearing lots of music. The harp is on your mind. Uh, it's having a, a renaissance. I, I, its origins must go back how many centuries are we into millennia, though, Dave? That's right. The harp, it, I've been thinking about it a lot over the last, I would say, couple of years, uh, just because it's been really present in some contemporary music styles in some exciting ways. Uh, if you if you look at you know ancient Egyptian or Mesopotamian art, you see the harp depicted there. And, you know, today the harp is present in many different musical traditions. I'm thinking of things like Mexican mariachi music, of course, the orchestral harp. Um, but then you have many folk traditions all over the world. And artists today have been incorporating this instrument and its sound across a lot of popular music genres, hip hop, jazz, R&B, kind of neo-folk styles and more. And I started thinking about it a little bit more when one of these artists uh, who's really kind of pushing the boundaries of the harp was in Wellington uh, and in Auckland. I heard her performance in Wellington. Her name is Mary Latimore. We're not going to listen to her today, but she does this thing with a harp where she connects it to an effects pedal and starts getting all of these kind of uh, intensely dreamy sounds out of the harp with lots of echoes. So it got me interested in exploring some of the harpists that I knew and some that I didn't know yet uh, to learn a little bit more about how this instrument is becoming present more and more in music today. So I thought we'd start with a track from the Scottish harpist Maeve Gilchrist. She plays the Celtic harp and she's collaborated with lots of people. This harp is smaller than the big concert harp. It doesn't have pedals. It has levers on the top. Uh, and I wanted to play this artist because she is playing here with Aruj Aftab, who's coming to Wellington in March as part of the Aotearoa Festival, uh, Aotearoa New Zealand Festival of the Arts and at WOMAD. Uh, and this is from Aruj Aftab's album Vulture Prince from 2021, where Maeve Gilchrist is playing the harp throughout this album. And what we'll hear on this track is the harp opening the track and providing a basis for the entire track. If you listen to Aruj Aftab's music, if you've heard it so far, uh, based on some of the promotion of these gigs coming up in Aotearoa, you'll know that she sings often in her native language of Urdu. She's from Pakistan originally. And this song is also in that language. It's called Bagon May. So let's listen to that now.
हम तुमको said to the Wellington Festival of the Arts, also to WOMAD. She was also a recent guest of ours, Dave, including some of her music, and uh, it's impossible to describe her voice as an instrument, but we're focusing today on her use of the harp. Yeah, I find this this track especially interesting because it's the harp with other strings played in so many of the ways that strings can be played. Uh, You hear bowing on the violin, you hear harmonics, you hear plucking, you hear these kind of glissandos blurring the sound. And it's part of this overall effect that's made the music of this artist so compelling uh, to so many people. And I think with the harp, it has such strong associations because of its long history with uh, angels, especially in European kind of pictorial uh, and art history. Um, It has these associations with kind of purity and these other kind of virtues. But I think artists and these harpists I'm looking at today, they really want to they acknowledge those um, associations, but they're really trying to expand them. And I think Arush Haftab does that in some really subtle ways. The next track, I think, does it in a few more kind of provocative ways. This is by the composer Nala Sinefro. She's a Caribbean-Belgian musician based in London. Uh, And she's well known for for saying that she prefers to be referred to as a composer and not the harp lady. Well, fair (laughs) Um, enough. Not not wanting to be confined. And so um, what we'll hear on this track is lots of effects on the pedal harp. And she's playing... Uh, the pedal harp that you might be familiar with. Listeners might be familiar with from uh, the orchestra or hearing a pedal harp played, you know, at a fancy event or something like this. And she's really part of this London scene that emerged, I don't know, seven or eight years ago related to jazz and other African diasporic music. Uh, And you'll hear that she's collaborating on this track 
with some of the saxophonists from that scene, Nubaya Garcia, James Mollison from the Ezra Collective, and Anand Say, they're all appearing on the album. And the saxophone, as well as the harp, are going through several layers of electronic effects. Uh, this track is called Space 5. Uh, the album is called Space 1.8, and each track is called Space 1, Space 2, Space 3, Space 4, etc. Um, and what I what I really like about this artist, uh, she talks about her music as being a real act of self-care and as kind of an act of healing herself. She sees her participation in this kind of jazz-oriented scene of London uh, as an experience, as an experiential music. Uh, she talks about, you know, when she first came to London and this scene was emerging, that it was the best time of her life. Uh, there's a quote where she said, quote, women had to dance, had space to dance how they wanted, and I was always there to dance. There was zero judgment, zero pretension, zero, you have to do this to fit in. Uh, and then she said, this is another quote, but I did notice that I played differently from the everyday conventional jammer. My music is vulnerable. If I'm at a jam, there's a lot of men. And it's like, the louder, the better. If you can blast it out, everyone will be like, whoa. But what about playing a note really quiet? If you're saying your truth with someone who has a bunch of weird ego, it can feel sticky and you end up leaving the session exhausted. This was the opposite. I felt energized. So let's listen to Space Five and hear this kind of self-healing, energized music uh, that Nala Sinefro is giving us from her affected harp.
I was going to say it's spacey, Dave, but that's um, self-evident. It's called Space Five. Um, <laughs> equally, you could also, it, it gives me the effect of being underwater. Uh, but it brings out again that particular effect of the harp and running up and down the scale with a beauty that, sorry, you don't quite get with the piano <laughs> or, or anything else. It's got a particular impact, hasn't it? It's... Mm-hmm. It's a real yeah. I feel um, yeah. I feel like part of that sound comes from like the pads of the fingers touching the strings in a way that you can't really get out of the piano uh, when you are just trying to control these hammers that are hitting the strings the way the mechanism. The that, and I think it's just the sound created by the strings themselves. Um, ethereal, I should have said earlier. I'm sorry. I'm sure they've all, there are all sorts of words for them. But what an interesting kind of mix of yeah. dynamic. That was a bit jazzy. It was a bit electronica. It was definitely spacey with some beautiful harp. That's right. And if you're looking at the, if you're looking for the actual definition of a harp, music research, uh, kind of the category of music research about instruments is called organology. And organologists talk about harps as an instrument where the strings are perpendicular to the soundboard that resonates it. So if you look at a violin, the strings are parallel to the instrument. If you look at a harp, they're running straight into what's vibrating. So that's part of what creates this really resonant sound. Mm. It's, uh, again, a classic case where sometimes the lyric, or in this instance, the intent of the composer juxtaposes with the actual sound which is so calming and uh mind you it's sort of her point in some ways um, um, i think so yeah now your third yeah, track and this oh, bigger part. my third track you know i was going to just continue to the third track this features one of the really outstanding harpists bringing the instrument into all kinds of musical settings named brandy younger she's continuing the legacies of musicians like alice coltrane and dorothy ashby who are also both black harpists that inspired her to bring all elements of her identity as a black woman into her playing. And so Brandy Younger is known for playing all kinds of hip hop tracks on the harp, jazz, classical music, the whole range. Uh, She's been, been doing all kinds of incredible things, including her own albums. But I wanted to play a track from one of my personal favorite records from last year, the Omnicord Real Book by Michelle and Degiocello. This is a track called Virgo, which I think was the first single released with the album. And this album is produced by the saxophone player, producer Josh Johnson, who with Michelle and Degiocello brought together just an amazing cast of musicians and sounds into this record. You hear styles of funk, you hear jazz, you hear all kinds of things coming together. Um, and this artist, Michelle and Degiocello, really it's a really joyful celebration of so many things. Um, this track, Virgo, has lyrics uh, where she sings, they're calling me back to the stars, deep outer space, they're calling me, and so on. And it has, again, this kind of, uh, kind of like the last track, kind of a reference to Afrofuturism, uh, where trips to outer space uh, release individuals from oppressed groups, especially from the, especially from the African diaspora from the kind of racial uh, tethers that this world presents us with. And so I think the harp with its kind of celestial connection to outer space uh, is useful um, in kind of being adjacent to these meanings, but this is a lot more than the sound of an angel playing in the clouds. So let's finish with listening to Virgo. Thank you, Dave. Thank you. They're calling me. 
celebrating the harp today, Dave Wilson, and that final track is Virgo by Michel Indigiocello from Omnicord Real Book. Dave Wilson, who is based, of course, at the New Zealand School of Music at Victoria University of Wellington. 29 past 11, Nicola has headlines, thank you. Former Green Party MP Golriz Garaman has had her court appearance to face charges of shoplifting goods worth nearly $10,000 delayed until February the 28th. A public transport activist has told Nine to Noon busways could be a simple solution to Auckland's traffic congestion. State Highway 3 south of Eltham's still closed following a crash in which police say there are multiple fatalities. And the actor Alec Baldwin will be arraigned on February the 1st after being charged again with involuntary manslaughter in a fatal shooting on the set of the film Rust. Those are the headlines. Our next bulletin's at 11. This week on Our Changing World, asthma rates in New Zealand are... This is by the composer Nala Sinefro. She's a Caribbean-Belgian musician based in London. Uh, and she's well known for, for saying that she prefers to be referred to as a composer and not the harp lady. Well, fair <laughs> um, enough. Not, not wanting to be confined. And so um, what we'll hear on this track is lots of effects on the pedal harp. And she's playing... Uh, the pedal harp that you might be familiar with, listeners might be familiar with from uh, the orchestra or hearing a pedal harp played, you know, at a fancy event or something like this. And she's really part of this London scene that emerged, I don't know, seven or eight years ago, related to jazz and other African diasporic music. Uh, And you'll hear that she's collaborating on this track with some of the saxophonists from that scene. Nubaya Garcia, James Mollison from the Ezra Collective, and Anand Say, they're all appearing on the album. And the saxophone, as well as the harp, are going through several layers of electronic effects. Uh, This track is called Space 5. The album is called Space 1.8, and each track is called Space 1, Space 2, Space 3, Space 4, etc. And what what I really like about this artist... Uh, She talks about her music as being a real act of self-care and as kind of an act of healing herself. She sees her participation in this kind of jazz-oriented scene of London uh, as an experience, as an experiential music. Uh, She talks about, you know, when she first came to London and this scene was emerging, that it was the best time of her life. Uh, There's a quote where she said, quote, women had to dance had space to dance how they wanted. And I was always there to dance. There was zero judgment, zero pretension, zero. You have to do this to fit in. Uh, And then she said, this is another quote, but I did notice that I played differently from the everyday conventional jammer. My music is vulnerable. If I'm at a jam, there's a lot of men and it's like the louder, the better. If you can blast it out, everyone will be like, whoa. But what about playing a note really quiet? If you're saying your truth with someone who has a bunch of weird ego, it can feel sticky and you end up leaving the session exhausted. This was the opposite. I felt energized. So let's listen to Space Five and hear this kind of self-healing, energized music uh, that Nala Sinefro is giving us from her affected harp. Thank you. 
I was going to say it's spacey, Dave, but that's um, self-evident. It's called Space Five. Um, <laughs> equally, you could also, it, it gives me the effect of being underwater. Uh, but it brings out again that particular effect of the harp and running up and down the scale with a beauty that, sorry, you don't quite get with the piano <laughs> or, or anything else. It's got a particular impact, hasn't it? It's... Mm-hmm. It's a real yeah. I feel um, yeah. I feel like part of that sound comes from like the pads of the fingers touching the strings in a way that you can't really get out of the piano uh, when you are just trying to control these hammers that are hitting the strings the way the mechanism. Is that, and I think it's just the sound created by the strings themselves. Um, Ethereal, I should have said earlier. I'm sorry. I'm sure they've all, there are all sorts of words for them. But what an interesting kind of mix of yeah. dynamic. That was a bit jazzy. It was a bit electronica. It was definitely spacey with some beautiful harp. That's right. And if you're looking at the, if you're looking for the actual definition of a harp, music research, uh, kind of the category of music research about instruments is called organology. And organologists talk about harps as an instrument where the strings are perpendicular to the soundboard that resonates it. So if you look at a violin, the strings are parallel to the instrument. If you look at a harp, they're running straight into what's vibrating. So that's part of what creates this really resonant sound. Mm. It's, uh, again, a classic case where sometimes the lyric, or in this instance, the intent of the composer juxtaposes with the actual sound which is so calming and uh mind you it's sort of her point in some ways um, um, i think so yeah now your third yeah, track and this oh, bigger part. my third track you know i was going to just continue to the third track this features one of the really outstanding harpists bringing the instrument into all kinds of musical settings named brandy younger she's continuing the legacies of musicians like alice coltrane and dorothy ashby who are also both black harpists that inspired her to bring all elements of her identity as a black woman into her playing. And so Brandy Younger is known for playing all kinds of hip hop tracks on the harp, jazz, classical music, the whole range. Uh, She's been, been doing all kinds of incredible things, including her own albums. But I wanted to play a track from one of my personal favorite records from last year, the Omnicord Real Book by Michelle and Degiocello. This is a track called Virgo, which I think was the first single released with the album. And this album is produced by the saxophone player, producer Josh Johnson, who with Michelle and Degiocello brought together just an amazing cast of musicians and sounds into this record. You hear styles of funk, you hear jazz, you hear all kinds of things coming together. Um, and this artist, Michelle and Degiocello, really, it's a really joyful celebration of so many things. Um, This track, Virgo, has lyrics uh, where she sings, they're calling me back to the stars, deep outer space, they're calling me, and so on. And it has, again, this kind of, uh, kind of like the last track, kind of a reference to Afrofuturism, where trips to outer space uh, release individuals from oppressed groups, especially from the, especially from the African diaspora, from the kind of racial Uh, tethers that this world presents us with and so i think the harp with its kind of celestial connection to outer space uh, is useful um, in kind of being adjacent to these meanings but this is a lot more than the sound of an angel playing in the clouds so let's finish with listening to virgo thank you dave thank you they're calling me 
celebrating the harp today, Dave Wilson, and that final track is Virgo by Michel Indigiocello from Omnicord Real Book. Dave Wilson, who is based, of course, at the New Zealand School of Music at Victoria University of Wellington.